Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Wednesday, July 28th, 2021. Let's take a look at today's charts. At number one, we got BTC at $40,677.97. At number two, Ethereum, $2,325.52, up 2.33%. Uh, Tether, number three, $1. Uh, Binance Coin, number four, $316.29, up 6.4%. Cardano at number five, $1.31, up 1.49%. XRP, number six, 73 cents, up 13.98%. Wow. Dogecoin at number seven, 20 cents, up 1.72%. USD coin, number eight, $1. Polkadot at number nine, $14.62, up 3.08%. And last but not least, number 10, Binance USD, $1. Let's take a look at the crypto fear and greed index. And extreme fear is a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. And today we're at neutral. Wow, 50. Yesterday was fear at 32. Last week was extreme fear at 10. And last month was extreme fear at 25. So, wow, it's been a while since we've seen neutral for a good bit. All right, uh, today we got six articles, so let's take a look at the table of contents. Article number one is DeFi will win because it's better and more transparent than banks, investor Mike Novogratz. Uh, article two, 2% out of $1 billion Indian COVID crypto donations paid out so far. Article number three, the people who got scammed out of hundreds of thousands in cryptocurrency. Article four, this new relationship is developing between Bitcoin and Coinbase's coin. Article 5. Bitcoin will be worth $1 million in less than 10 years. Dad CEO. And today's main topic is, do you really need Bitcoin in your portfolio? All right. So before we get into it, I just want to say thank you so much for everyone that's been listening on to the podcast. You can catch me on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if you are there in that space, please leave a rating or review. It does help the channel. If you're on the video space, so especially on YouTube, catch me at Dave's Daily Crypto Take and like, share, subscribe so it can help the algorithm and my videos can be seen by more people and they can get unbiased news and updates. So again, thank you so much for all your help and support and let's get back to it. Let's go ahead with article number one. Uh, DeFi will win because it's better and more transparent than banks. Investor Mike Novogratz. So three main points in this article. Number one, investor Mike Novogratz bashes U.S. politician for trying to stifle cryptos. Number two, banks have made over $12 billion in overdraft fees in the recent past. And number three, lack of transparency in banks has caused a mortgage crisis. So the battle between DeFi and banks is heating up and supporters on both sides are getting more aggressive. Banks are startled by the rise of crypto-based decentralized finance that seem to have challenged their business models to a point of existential risk. As expected, governments are on the side of the banks, but the people are for DeFi. In a recent tweet, crypto investor Mike Novogratz sought to define the true image of banks as compared to the new DeFi revolution. He tweets, if banks had the transparency of DeFi protocols, we would not have had the mortgage crisis. DeFi will win because it's better. Atomic settlement, bearer assets, 
composability, transparency. We just need to solve for KYC, which is coming. We need to educate our politicians. So the dark side of banks. First off, banks haven't been very transparent in their dealings, a fact that has contributed greatly to the ballooning mortgage crisis. These traditional institutions are also very expensive to use as compared to the almost negligible transaction fees charged on crypto networks. According to Mike, banks have made fortunes from ATM fees, $12 billion in overdraft fees, and checking account fees. All these expenses hurt an individual's income and purchasing power as opposed to crypto transactions that save money. Mike posted a tweet rebuking U.S. Senator Elizabeth Warren for trying to go after cryptos while ignoring the vices perpetrated by banks. He tweets, banks have charged $12 billion in overdraft fees, a fortune in ATM fees, a fortune in checking account fees, but you keep going after crypto where saving and money transfer is a fraction of banks. Good job, Senator Warren. You really don't seem so progressive to me. So the case for DeFi. Unlike banks, cryptos are pretty easy and cheap to deal with. Atomic settlements are faster and more convenient, and people have direct access and control of their digital assets. Decentralized finance is also transparent and has more composability. The same can't be said for banks. Mike opines that politicians need to be educated on the advantages of DeFi and cryptos before they lash out blindly like Senator Warren is doing. KYC issues to be ironed out soon. One thing that has held back DeFi protocols from ultimate success is the regulatory issues regarding know your customer KYC policies. Mike is confident that this will be solved soon as the crypto world gets more popular and more proper industry regulations are put in place. So what do you guys think about this article? DeFi will win because it's better and more transparent than banks, investor Mike Novogratz says. Uh, comment down below. And if you agree with Mike, comment down below. And if you disagree with him, give a thumbs down or a thumbs up. All right, let's keep on going. Article number two. 2% out of $1 billion Indian COVID crypto donations paid out so far. So up until now, around $20 million has been paid out of about $1 billion in cryptocurrency sent to an Indian COVID relief fund two months after Ethereum co-founder Vitalik Buterin's contribution, according to Indian news outlet The Economic Times. Cashing out an illiquid asset dealing with government rules and transferring the money to the correct assets and areas isn't straightforward, according to Sandeep Naiwal, a New Delhi-based entrepreneur who formed the India COVID Crypto Relief Fund, which received the contribution. Buterin's donation of 50 trillion Shiba Inu coins, or 5% of all the meme coin in circulation, triggered a 50% price drop at the time. In an interview, Naiwal anticipated that the tokens would eventually be worth $400 million. So, crypto to fiat. The fund has gradually converted the tokens into dollars and subsequently rupees to comply with India's Foreign Contribution Regulation Act. With around 80% finished so far, due to local regulations which take time to work through, Naiwal, also the co-founder of Polygon, formerly Matic, stated that he has been conservative with his disbursement, saying that he has paid out $20 million so far and has another $20 million on the way. He wants to make sure the money gets to the people who need it most, and he's preparing to hire a reputable audit firm to make sure everything is in order. 
the fund, which has established in April in the aftermath of an unexpectedly fatal corona outbreak that killed a record number of people in India, said the fund is now focused on a prospective third wave. It has contributed to groups that distribute food around the country, including TED-10 Bed ICU, which is committed to establishing many intensive care facilities for patients with severe cases of COVID-19 in rural areas. Crypto Community Helps India. Buterin also donated $600,000 in ETH and MKR to India's coronavirus relief effort. Buterin published proof of his 100 ETH contribution, which was worth about $228,648 at the time, as well as 100 MKR, which was worth $380,000 on Twitter. Sandy tweeted, here's the Genosys uh, safe multi-sig address to donate in ETH. 20 to this address. If you want, please fill in this form so we can reach you for more help and specifically if needed for regulatory filings. And Vitalik in his tweet said, thanks for organizing the Sandeep Naiwal and thanks a lot for pointing this out. In addition to the generous donations from Vitalik, crypto exchange Binance announced a contribution of over 1,000 oxygen connections to India's efforts to combat the coronavirus outbreak. Binance CEO Zhang Peng Zhao revealed on Twitter back in May his plan to deliver to Indian hospitals about 175 oxygen connections worth $200,000 with the aim of sending another 1,000 more. So 2% out of $1 billion Indian COVID crypto donations paid out so far. Comment down below and let me know what you think about Vitalik and Binance CEO. And what do you think about all about the crypto relief fund? All right, let's keep on going. Article number three, the people who got scammed out of hundreds of thousands in cryptocurrency. Quote, I knew I was in trouble when the FBI that I was assigned to literally didn't know anything about crypto. So $384,006 gone. Brandon Larson was out for a meal with his wife when he first noticed something must be wrong. Larson was in the habit of constantly checking his phone particularly his cryptocurrency wallet, except this time it was empty. It must have been a mistake. He frantically restarted his phone and reopened the app, but the little back number still read zero. In that moment, your gut is in your throat and you realize you just got robbed, he recalls. With cryptocurrency, I knew enough to know I would likely never see one cent of it ever again. Earlier that day, Brandon had tried logging into what he thought was the Android app of the cryptocurrency exchange site he used one inch exchange. I didn't see any red flags because it looked like exactly like the desktop version, he explains, but the app was fake and asked for his private key, a code that verifies your identity in trades and gives access to private accounts to log in. Keys help to keep cryptocurrency secure, so they're usually kept under extremely heavy guard. Larson kept his in the safe in his closet. I put my key in and I got the spinning wheel and it just kept spinning and spinning and spinning. I thought maybe their app was down, he says. Two hours later, nearly $400,000 had disappeared. Larson is one among thousands from those new to the world of cryptocurrency to experienced traders who have been devastated by an explosion in cryptocurrency scams during the pandemic. Fraud, reporting service action fraud, says cryptocurrency scams rose 57% in the UK last year. The true numbers are likely even higher, according to a 2020 EU survey. 
A 41% of fraud victims don't tell anybody, not even friends and family, about their experience. One of the most viral scams last year involved social media. Faked endorsements from celebrities like Bear Grylls on Instagram tricked one woman into losing 120,000 pounds to a cryptocurrency scam, while a mass hack of Twitter meant the verified accounts of celebrities like Kanye West, Barack Obama, and Elon Musk shared links to a Bitcoin scams promising to double investments. In the end, scammers took $121,000 in Bitcoin. I can't see cryptocurrency scams slowing down anytime soon, explains Jake Moore, a cybersecurity expert with ESET. It's a perfect scam. Luke, whose name has been changed to protect his anonymity, was targeted on Telegram by messages from a third-party brokerage firm late last year. The company promised big cryptocurrency profits over weeks of persistent messages and sending links to their professional site he decided to invest. Those scammers have a lot of material that they put out that makes them look like a real registered company that gives the illusion they've been a company operating for years, he explains. After an initial investment of $2,000, Luke never heard from them again. On some levels, cryptocurrency appeals to scammers simply because it's so popular, but not widely understood. Bitcoin is just a hook. Everyone wants to talk about it, but not everyone understands it, explains more. And criminals are so good at adapting and evolving to current trends. But there's a lot about the technology underpinning the cryptocurrencies that make these scams effective. The anonymity offered by blockchain transactions makes scammers harder to track. The transnational nature means it's hard for national authorities to pursue perpetrators, and a lack of regulation means consumers have no protection and companies have no set standards. I knew I was in trouble when the FBI that I was assigned to literally didn't know anything about crypto explains Larson. In that moment, I knew for sure I was never going to see one penny of my money. Given the mass Twitter crypto hack, questions have to be raised about the role social media can play in legitimizing and spreading scams. If people see an account with a blue tick that they already trust, they believe very quickly, says Jake, that blue tick is a dangerous thing. In the aftermath of events like the storming of the U.S. Capitol last year, Many are suggesting social media sites should have a legally mandated duty of care to stop dangerous content appearing on their sites. If that were extended to scams, it could help stem the tide of fraudulent content spread on these sites. But crypto-related scams also go beyond typical cons. Jonas, whose name has been changed at his request to protect his privacy, had just started looking into cryptocurrencies when he found a third-party company that offered to make investments on his behalf. He signed up an initial 1,500 pounds with the promise of a significant signing-on bonus from the company. In small print, however, the company restricted him from removing the company if it made losses. In the end, he lost all of the 1,500 pounds he had saved up to invest. The emotional and financial impact was huge. It's been tough, really tough. It was very hard to keep going, explains Jonas, who was then a final-year university student. It's really sad that there are people out there who would wipe you clean and actually don't care or give two about what happens to you after that. Jonas also suspects the company to whom he also gave proof of address and a photocopy of his driving license were trying to take credit cards out in his name. A complete lack of regulation on the cryptocurrency market allows seemingly legitimate companies like the ones that targeted Jonas to engage in behavior that would be illegal for traditional banks.
But despite losing thousands or even hundreds of thousands of pounds, every person Vi spoke to for this piece was keen to explain that their faith in that almost utopian value of crypto hadn't been shaken. The factors that make cryptocurrency susceptible to scammers, anonymity, transcending borders, freedom from regulation from governments and banks are what attract many people to cryptocurrencies in the first place. Addressing these issues would mean cutting away at the heart of what cryptocurrency is. Scams are ubiquitous. They're super clever. They mimic the exchanges. And because cryptocurrency is not centralized, there is no one to protect your password, says Brandon. But I'm still a huge fan. And cryptocurrency is going to be a great asset to humanity. So there you guys have it. The people who got scammed out of hundreds of thousands in cryptocurrency. Comment down below if you think these stories are valid and tell me some of the advice that you can give these people about how to protect yourself from these type of cryptocurrency scams. Okay, uh, I'd like to take a short break right now just to say thank you to everyone that's been listening so far. Um, I've been looking at the Adeline Lakes and I've seen a lot of listeners in America and also in South America and Europe. Shout out to the people in Asia as well and also some parts of Australia. Peace out to everyone there. And as well as the YouTube space, thank you so much for commenting down below and also giving me some DMs about some of the ideas that you'd like to hear in the future. So thanks again. All right, let's keep on going. Article number four, the new relationship is developing between Bitcoin and Coinbase's coin. Coinbase became the first major digital asset-based organization that went public. On April 14, 2021, the cryptocurrency exchange launched its IPO and incurred significant traffic in the beginning. It reached an all-time high value of $429 per share, but since then, Coin has taken a major beating. Bitcoin and the collective crypto market crashed on May 19, and Coin prices followed suit. The stock is currently down 36% from the initial listing price valued at $245 at press time. So coin and Bitcoin, similar pathways? Well, Bitcoin and coin might have been stuck under a period of stagnation over the past three months. But right now, there might be more dependence in terms of value appreciation. Now, while coin is its own stock uncorrelated to the digital asset industry, the organization holds BTC under the generates revenue from Bitcoin trading volumes. According to Econometrics, companies that have Bitcoin treasuries index such as MSTR and mining companies MARA, RIOT, were at a higher percentage of decline with respect to coin. However, for Coinbase, the dependence made more financial sense. Coinbase as an exchange retained 0.7% of the traded volume as revenue. In context, when the exchange is facilitating $150 million in volumes, they make $1 million in revenue. Now, this plays a huge role when the market is in a bullish cycle. Surging prices improve relative trading volumes for Bitcoin, and the exchange is available and to cultivate more revenue. But it is important to understand the differences that rising prices without high trading volume does not benefit Coinbase's revenue streamline. So what is currently happening with coin? Well, at press time, Bitcoin has surged more than 10% over the past week, but coin hasn't displayed the same momentum. One of the key reasons behind this remains inconsistent trading activity. 
at press time since most price action is possibly driven by pre-established liquidity pools. For the value of coin to explode or reach its previous all-time high levels of $429, its revenue for the current quarter needs to find consistent inflows, which should create a positive impact on coin's market price. Therefore, the price of Bitcoin does not directly impact Coinbase's stock, but activities surrounding the asset on the exchange holds key importance. Also, since the asset is also independent of market squeeze movement, so Bitcoin prices dumping alongside higher trading volumes also caters to a positive effect on coins price. So what do you guys think about this? This new relationship is developing between Bitcoin and Coinbase's coin. Comment down below if you actually use the Coinbase exchange and if you ever have invested in coin stock. All right, let's keep on going. Uh, article number five. Bitcoin will be worth $1 million in less than 10 years. Dad CEO. So two main points in this article. Number one, investors sees Bitcoin at $1 million within a decade. And two, BTC market is getting more dynamic. The Bitcoin market continues to stoke both bullish and bearish sentiments. Although the current outlook suggests that more people are going bullish than bearish, this mix of feelings is understandable. Considering the BTC has been very indicative of its future price movement for weeks as it swung between 32K and 35K, that changed a few days ago when the price shot up to just over 40K. At the moment, Bitcoin is trading at around $39,840. As bullish sentiments spread throughout the crypto space, there are some people like Mike Alfred who are focused on the long-term market movement as opposed to the short-term. Mike is a crypto investor as well as a co-founder and CEO of DAD, Digital Assets Data. The investor took to Twitter to make his opinion known in a tweet. According to Mike, BTC will hit $1 million value within the next 10 years. Mike Alfred in his tweet said, one Bitcoin will be worth $1 million in under 10 years. Well, is it realistic? Well, to some, this projection may sound outrageous given that BTC is currently priced at around 40K mark, a significant drop from its all-time high of 65K. However, some are ultra bullish on BTC and see the 1 million price as a viable target for the top coin to achieve after the next few halvings. This notion could have been originated from the fact that the coin's price increases significantly after every halving. The last halving event occurred in May 2020 and was followed by a bullish cycle that most people think is still in play. So the Bitcoin market, like any other market, Bitcoin is prone to influence by market forces of demand and supply. There are only 21 million BTC tokens that will ever exist and more than 18 million have already been mined. That leaves less than 3 million unmined coins. This makes Bitcoin scarce and ultimately keeps its price high. As more BTCs are mined as supply diminishes, demand will rise and the price will follow suit. That coupled with the halvings happening every four years could propel Bitcoin to very high price levels. There will be two halvings within this decade. Also, the growing adoption and influx of institutional funds into the Bitcoin market will play a huge role in its price. So what do you guys think Bitcoin will be worth $1 million in less than 10 years? Uh, Dad CEO, Digital Assets Data CEO says. 
comment down below and let me know if you agree with this statement or not. All right, let's get to it, guys. Uh, the last and main topic for today is, do you really need Bitcoin in your portfolio? Well, you'll need to decide for yourself if the hype is worth the risk. So let's take a look. We might very well be sitting here in 2050 with Bitcoin as the world's predominant currency. All the naysayers have been silenced decades earlier, but we don't hear enough about the other future for Bitcoin, which involves a dark, cold, never-ending crypto winter. Bitcoin's potential has been well-documented, but do you really need it in your portfolio? Here, we'll go over some of the considerations you might ponder before adding it to your list of investments. Bitcoin is a currency. The delicate issue for some, and perhaps rightly so, is Bitcoin being deemed an investment. It doesn't have many of the hallmarks you look for in an investment. It reflects no underlying business, pays no dividend, and doesn't have much in the way of fundamental value. In the same vein, Bitcoin's extreme volatility doesn't bode well for it as a store of value. It does seem a little odd to call Bitcoin a store of value when its value whipsaws up and down nearly every day. Make no mistake, Bitcoin is a currency. It may be a digital alternative currency, but it is a currency nonetheless. If you don't have the appetite to invest in other currencies like the British pound or the Russian ruble, you might ask yourself why Bitcoin is any different. Bitcoin harms the environment. Well, in the midst of a global climate crisis, adding Bitcoin to the world's portfolio is a questionable decision at best. Both its mining and transactions consume an enormous amount of energy. In fact, a single Bitcoin transaction has been said to take up as much energy as the average American household uses in an entire month. This is probably more a philosophical argument than anything else. But even if Bitcoin ends up exploding in value, why is it so important that we be a part of something that promotes existential risk on this planet? It might make some people very rich, but it's fair to be concerned that we will have a small number of rich people on a planet that's increasingly uninhabitable to the large majority. In a world where we really need to be doing everything we can to minimize our impact to the planet, to continue to use Bitcoin in many ways feels like we're losing the plot. Our incessant thirst for a more dynamic and robust economy might not be worth the environmental damage. Bitcoin and portfolio risk. If we've learned one thing since the onset of the pandemic, it's that life is insanely fragile and it can be altered at any time for any reason or no reason. At the same time, we work very hard for our money. With that said, it's even more important to ensure that your portfolio doesn't contain any undue risk. It's true that Bitcoin might go to $1 million per token one day, transform the world forever, and mint new millionaires daily. But it's also really important to think about the opposite scenario. It continues to fall in value. It's down about 50% since its previous highs and simply never recovers. You'll also pay fees to own it, depending on how you choose to do so. Even if you invest 1% of your portfolio in Bitcoin, which is probably not enough to make a meaningful difference long-term, you have to be comfortable knowing that a section of your portfolio is dedicated to speculation. You're hoping that in the future, someone will pay more for the asset you hold now. But along the way, there's no dividend to be collected and no promise of any future return. 
Recall that humans are loss averse. A loss of money will feel worse than a gain of the same amount will feel good. It's for this reason that even $1 loss in a speculative asset will feel pretty unpleasant, while even large gains might seem tenuous. With Bitcoin in particular, where the risk of ruin is palpable, you'll want to be very careful before allocating any amount of any size. So question is, do you really need it? Well, before converting any money to Bitcoin, be absolutely sure you know how much risk you're able to bear. Also keep in mind that we often are poor judges of our respective abilities to handle risk. Often we'll think we're fine with wild swings in prices until these swings happen in our own portfolios. While Bitcoin has a potential to reach outrageous heights, it has tremendous risks that come along with it. So the question remains, do you really need it in your portfolio? So there you guys have it. Do you really need Bitcoin in your portfolio? Comment down below if you think yes or no. And let me know how much percent you think you should put inside cryptocurrency in your portfolio. All right, that sums it up. Boys and girls, let's take a look at the prices before we head out. Number one, BTC, $39,701. Ethereum, $2,289. Tether, $1. Binance Coin, $312. Cardano, $1.28. XRP, $0.71. Cents. Dogecoin, $0.20. Cents. USD Coin, $1. Polkadot, $14.32. And last but not least, Binance USD, $1. All right. So there you guys have it. Thank you so much for making it this far into the crypto take. Again, if you're on the podcast, check me out on Apple, Spotify, or Google. And if you're on the YouTube space, please like, share, and subscribe. It helps me out greatly. So I hope that you guys have a wonderful day and I'll see you in the next one. Have a great crypto one. Peace.